back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. How are you doing today? <laughs> Hot. Yeah, we've got a heat wave rolling through right now. Warm outside. It is not fun. Um, well, today we are just going to be updating on uh, the playoffs, basically, in the NBA. Um, and kind of recapping what happened in the first round as everything is wrapped up. We are in uh, into round two, the beginnings of uh, all of these series here. Um, today is June 8th, uh, so we got two games tonight uh, with Atlanta and Philadelphia, L.A. and Utah. Um, but before we get into any of that, we do have a quick ad break to get to. Check that out. So diving into all of this NBA talk that we have to do here, because there's a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time we've gone through uh, all of these NBA series here. Um, yeah. Every one of them is wrapped up. And since from the first round, we are completely into round two now. Um, let's start by talking about the overwhelming game seven, uh, the only game seven of, of round one. And that would be LA with Dallas and kind of Dallas has collapsed in the last two games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, Dallas, I mean, I, I don't know. It's very hard to take anything from this series. It, it was very weird. Yeah. You've got the road team winning six of the seven games yep. up until game seven. It, it's, it's, it defies and it goes against all statistical analysis that has been, that we follow or we try to research up until this series. This series went against that. It just it, it just it did not mirror <laughs> your normal analytics. So even to say that they, you know, they kind of faltered at the end or I mean, did they? You know, it, it I mean, I I would say more so I, game 6 I felt like they the, the last 7 minutes it was not a win by LA. It was a collapse by Dallas in game 6. Uh, the last seven minutes, nobody was able to hit shots uh, outside of Luca, and Luca really wasn't able to hit anything any any at the end of the game either because he just gassed. He it had was nothing left. It was true. However, they were the road team. I mean, <clears throat> they were the home team, and home teams hadn't won any games up to you know it was, it was going against that, and that for me by game five that just took that was the biggest statistical thing uh, i get that but that's there. also part like superstition as well because it it's about the, the game itself <laughs> they the, the last seven minutes of that game See, I, finished. I understand yeah. if you the, just take the one sample size take the game all by itself you're absolutely correct contextually under that <laughs> one i know it's a fluky rule, but it happens. Or it does, it, but what I'm saying is, I don't, seven, but... I don't care about <laughs> the fact that the the road team wasn't winning games. It didn't matter because again, it that whole logic broke down in game seven. So because it was game seven, I don't care. It, it, so that that's why I, that's why <laughs> that's I throw it out. I, it's it's okay, yes, but it's really more about the players themselves and what happened in that game. Chris Stapps, where the hell were you this series? Come like the fact mm-hmm. that Tim Hardaway in in Jalen Brunson are are more of an impactful have more impactful role in Dallas for Dallas than you do mm-hmm. as the highest played player on this team. That that's tragic. Now, I will give credit. He did in, the, in game six. He did show up in the first half of that game. Mm-hmm. It really was honestly the the Luca and Kristaps show in the first half. The 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 backdoor cuts that that he was making, uh, just kind of all of the presence in the paint in the first half was 
it was huge, it, and it got them out to a lead. They were up by ten. I mean, they just the last seven minutes of the game where Luca does not have the 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 literal energy left spent in him to be able to go out there and finish that game off. That's where your number two guy needs to come in, or that's also where the number two guy, when Luca is sitting for the first four minutes of that quarter, you've got to you have to extend on that lead or or at least keep that lead at, as, as far as it was. But they were always, LA in the last seven minutes just kept chipping away, kept chipping mm-hmm. away. And then by the time we got down to, I think, three or four minutes, that's when it was all tied up. And then they got the lead and didn't let it go. <clears throat> so I'm disappointed with Dallas, the way that they finished out game game six. And then on game seven, anything can happen. Obviously, it's a game seven. It's a winner go home situation for both sides. Right. I, I I have no issues with the way that Dallas played in that game. I have no issues with the way the Clippers played in that game. It's just it's a game seven. It's just how that kind of rolls. Luca had forty six points in that game, and, and he was literally the only thing going for them because they yeah. they got they when they lost the lead in the second half. That was it. They they just literally could not. It was only Luca, and shots just weren't falling. And that's you kind of touched on it a little earlier. They did not have an established number two in this series. Um, Porzingis, Hardaway, you know, take your pick from game to game. But the consistency of the two just <clears throat> would have been, you know, statistically from what we're looking at, would have been what your number three would have did, and that would have been fine. But just by looking at it, it was really just the Luca show, and everyone else. Actually had decent games, but they was just so complimentary, you know, and it, it just it did it was not so average. It wasn't going to put them over the over the hump. And needless to say, on both sides of the basketball, but I'm speaking to Dallas specifically right now. Where's the defense? You know, I mean, okay, you know, when you're giving up, you know, 120 some some odd points, 120 126 points in the game seven. Come on, you'd be like, well, we you know, you score 111. That's I mean. Just no defense, you know, and that granted, if you lose in the game, great. I mean, okay, someone had to lose, but you giving up 126, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there, You're, yeah, because offensively, yeah, you put up 111, but again, you give up you 126. It's just you, your defense has to be established, you cannot just offense your way and shoot your way all the way to a championship series. It just that does not happen, you know. Unfortunately, it just came down to in the first in the first round down to a game seven where someone had to to advance. Yeah. So, okay, you know, I guess admirable admirable um, performance performance for the Clippers, but you know, not not overly. You know, I'm not overly I wasn't thrilled by the way that they right, played. Either. I wasn't overwhelmed by them. I mean, then you just gave up a one eleven. You held on. You know, and I mean, I mean, come, just talking had. about game seven. Kawhi Leonard only had 28 points, and I I think that was a great performance defensively from Luka. I, I know he wasn't 100% uh, guarding him, but when he was, he he, he did do what he could. Right. And when Chris Apps was on him, that's where when, you, when you're seeing Kawhi go down and he's driving and he's dunking on Chris Apps Porzingis, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> this dude is at least five inches taller than you. You got to be able to do something better than that. You, you, he, he, and it was throughout the entire game. It wasn't just oh, he he got tired at the end of it. No, it was the entire game he was getting dunked on. Um, <laughs> and and I mean, because 
he was only one for three from three point range in 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 that uh in in that game seven. Paul George only had twenty two points. He was not. I mean, there was nothing special about it. He was five for fifteen, two for eight from three, but he was ten for ten from the free throw line. So, six rebounds, ten assists. I mean, he he was doing his playmaking thing out there, but and it, it, scoring wise, they weren't doing anything special. Um, I mean. Marcus Morris was I that I think he was kind of the one of the X factors of this series because mm-hmm. him hitting threes just corner threes he was drilling them and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they didn't really have anybody for him specifically um especially with the woes of Porzingis and with the, what was going on with him it it's just Hardaway can't obviously Hardaway can't match up with a Marcus Morris even on the perimeter I mean he could stay in front of him but you don't want to match your guards yeah. up against him and it just, it just, they, they, they exploited a mismatch. You know, okay, this might be one of the few times we're really talking about a spotlighting of Marcus Morris. But, yeah. But yeah, he, I, he definitely was the X factor, specifically in this game four. I mean, game seven. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, like Kawhi and Paul George, they did their job. You know, nothing over the overwhelming. Twenty eight, twenty two. You know, it, it doing what they have to do. But they did control momentum of the game. They controlled pace. Um, in in game seven, because I mean Dallas could have made a push at any point, but as we've seen, it just supporting cast really wasn't there anymore. They I don't know if they were gassed or anything. They just didn't have it. I mean, point. plus Tim Hardaway got injured in, in the game seven as well. So, uh, like I said, I'm just disappointed. Right, to your with... point, which if they could have took care of business in game six, wouldn't it have to be have the issue? So yeah, so and, and that's where I was. Uh, that's where I'm disappointed with Dallas. Is just you had your opportunity in game six. You were up by 10 at least 10 with seven minutes left to go in that game luca comes in at that seven minute mark you guys got to finish it, it cannot be a situation where you're looking at this team just collapse and, and not be able literally just not able to hit any of those shots that you need to to put that that game six away um so i don't have too much i mean dallas i think they need to with the cash base that they do have, you can keep Chris Stapps Porzingis. Hopefully, you I mean the 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 NFL. I mean, sorry, the NBA PA won't allow it. Uh, but he should the the the, the Mavericks should be looking to restructure that contract because he should not be getting paid as much as he should for the way that he's been playing. Uh, but <laughs> two, you can keep him on the roster, but you need a bona fide number two because Luca has established himself. He is that dude. And I don't think anybody is ever going to doubt that. If you are, you, I mean, Not what are you, basketball. what exactly are you talking about there? Because I mean, the only thing that you can really knock is his, for one, his movement without the basketball. Mm-hmm. Fine, I, I I get that, but he's still what twenty two years old. Yeah. Uh, and then people will say his defense, but still, I mean, uh, yeah, he had seven rebounds. Like he, he's he's still getting around. He, he, you're not expecting him to block anything, uh. And, and you really, he could get more steals, but he, he's he's doing what he can out there, uh, and he's doing 46 points a night, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, going up mainly in this series for the second half of it, he was going up straight up against Kawhi, and they and he could not stop him. Right. So you've got a bona fide number one in in Luka Doncic. Kristaps is a borderline number three, in my opinion. <laughs> and you need somebody that, that can really step up. And I love Tim Hardaway being a role player. I love Dorian Finney-Smith Finney being a role player. 
Uh, Jalen Brunson coming off the bench is is amazing. Uh, Max Akleba, uh, he he definitely uh, is a big part of what they're doing over there. Um, so they've got those pieces. They they definitely um, are in a situation where they've got most of it. They got that nucleus for the most part figured out. They just need that second star to come in to, I think, put them over the top because they got the role players and they've got the number one. Uh, so they just need one more, one more star. I agree. I agree with that. So uh, I'm excited to see what Dallas is going to do in this offseason. But let's talk about the L.A. side of it for a second here. Yeah, they, I just trimmed it off. I don't think I didn't want to go too deep into Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Getting into L.A. here because. Going to be OK. No, to me, I'm just not impressed, and I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not, and I just told it to you. Like I don't care about this series with them versus Utah. Hmm. It, it, yes, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell on the other side with uh, Rudy Gobert and, and those guys, but I, I don't care. Like I really, I just the, the, in the West, I'm completely done with that series already. Like I just want to get wow. into. I mean, I. <laughs> and it would be more exciting if Denver had um Jamal Murray, but they don't. So I'm really the only like as a fan here, I, there's only one team that I really care about on the West and that's Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> Cuz it's just a fun team to watch. But okay. man, it's just the West that I'm kind of done with now that Dallas <laughs> is out. <laughs> All right, so your horse is down. Now you you soured on the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the NBA does still have, to, like I said, uh, we discussed in the past, have they have a lot of work to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hang in there. I think the Clippers might, you know, at least in some back alley, back back aspect way, find a way to entertain you. Just, I think they could make the uh, series just interesting, just because it's the Clippers and. Clippers is a train wreck waiting to happen, and I'm just know. not. Their their basketball is so emotionless. Like they don't even get excited when they, in that game seven. I'm sorry, I don't care about seeing Kawhi Stone Cold face. <laughs> like the only the only emotion that came from that game was literally Reggie Jackson hitting that three to go up uh 120 to like 109 or something like that. When he hit that three, that was the only emotion that I saw out of that team at any time. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean they they they're a different breed. I you don't have to sell me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not a big time Clippers fan, but it's just uh, you know, they're new, you know, and it's again, they're just train wreck just you you know, that you're seeing and it's like, okay, how are they gonna mess it up this year? You know, I mean I'm saying that to myself. I'm not yeah. saying that's what people say. I'm not saying that that's a saying or a slogan, because no. it's not really, but not even a sentiment. But historically speaking, one could speak to that. <laughs> just, you know, Blue how fair. can they make this? How are they going to mess it up? I mean, do, did they resurrect? Is this going to be that year that they make the run? That's what makes it interesting to me. Just a lot of questions because there, there's a lot of question marks coming from the Clippers. Can they Have they even made team? it to a conference finals? They said no. I could have sworn they went to one, but I'm guessing they lost in the, I think it was maybe the second round they lost in seven games. Okay. Uh, so I don't think so with that being said. But I did see them in the second round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They were in second round last year. Um, now, not not these type of teams. I'm talking about. No, I I know what you're saying. I got you. But yeah, so I mean, I'm just not thrilled with LA. But let if we're getting into this series, 
it does start tonight. So game one is going to be on tonight. Uh, later, uh, it's the late game, but the Clippers versus Utah. I'm just trying to figure out where. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. You're just being so. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out where does Utah? How does Utah attack LA to get over, get over their powerhouse duo? Is it going to be a Rudy Gobert show? See, that's and I'm glad you. It's interesting you brought, you brought that up. I don't know, and that's that's a good question because I know we're not doing predictions, but I mean, it just a series like this just it stands to ask the question. They're like, "What do you get in this one?" Yeah, I <laughs> like who do you really believe will be win this? Because this is a this can go either way, honestly. You know, I'm like I I'm looking at the roster and I'm like, okay, everything but the Clippers should say they should be able to win this. Relatively easily, but we've seen the Clippers in general, and I'm sorry, I can't, I can't give them that anymore. <laughs> so, and Utah is the number one seed. I'm not, I'm not feeling them as the best number one seed ever. However, they they are legit, but I still, you know, the jury's still out. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't I'm know, not, I haven't warmed up to yeah. them yet, you know. So, this, I feel you on this series. Like, <laughs> I'm not sour on the Clippers, but I'm not. I'm not, I, I, they're not a sentimental pick either. It's just no. kind of like, all right, somebody had to, okay, you won game seven. Impressive. You, you won the game you're supposed to win, finally. Yeah. You know, and I, I was like, I, that's all I could take from the series, you know, and now you're here and it's like, And okay. Utah's just been sitting and waiting. Exactly. And it's, and for both teams, it's kind of like, of y'all that team, this series is going to tell us. Because once somebody got, you know what I'm saying, somebody has to win this series to even sure. be considered to being that team all of a sudden, you know, or, you know, just, just maybe this is the team making that turn. Cause right now I, it's looking like Phoenix is just going, you know, in the formality aspect, <laughs> Phoenix is, Phoenix is going, you know, just going to go ahead and walk through this too. You know, I ain't, ain't going to say like walk on like, just like, I know. think it might, it, it's going to turn into a series at some point, but it right now, Phoenix is on fire. Yeah. And, and that's what, and they're fun to watch. They they are exciting. They are they they do have a ton of emotion. They wear their heart on their sleeves with every single play. And and I think the addition with CP three really brought out the personality in D book, right? Um. So uh, I, I'm excited for what they've got going on on that side. Um. But when it comes to to L A. Like I said, they're it's just it's not that I don't think that they're a good team it's just they're so emotionless like i, I just like i that's not fun to watch for me i i, I don't like seeing you hit a, a dagger three at the end of the game and but cool. also, i mean <laughs> maybe maybe you like this and maybe you don't I, i'm not a particular personally I'm not, I'm not particularly a fan of just a lot of iso ball and that too it's a lot of that i mean you're seeing a lot of that with la you see a lot of it they try to slow the game down see it in brooklyn you know mm-hmm. you just there's themes that but with that being said it's just a lot of ISO ball. It's just, it's, you know, it's the stuff I used to watch when I was on the playground. And, you know, it's just when I'm on the playground, that's what I expect to see. But <laughs> the NBA. This is a team. It's supposed <laughs> to be team basketball where you got four guys, you know, just kind of watching one guy do his thing. And, yeah. you know, everybody getting out the way. And, you know, and now we got 16, 20,000 people watching this. This is, and I don't know. There's one thing I noticed about LA that <coughs> kind of shocked me because I, 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 I didn't watch them so much last year uh, with Paul George on the team and Kawhi's their their first year together, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it was weird last uh, with Game Seven. I never really noticed when Paul George was on the floor. Hmm. 
like they would they you you get that wide shot of the whole team and I'm looking I'm like okay that's Reggie Jackson over there there's there's obviously Kawhi's got the ball Marcus Morris in in the corner mm-hmm. no name over here in this other corner right like and then like where the hell is Paul George and he sometimes he'd be off the court and be like okay I thought he was in I, I don't know why he's sitting right now fine and then other times they'd zoom in and, and he'd be guarding Luca and I'm like where the I haven't seen you this entire quarter where like it's just it, it's so weird watching them because the 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 focus so much is on Kawhi and he's supposed to be this dude that's going to eat from the lack of attention from him but he just is it's whether he's putting up 22 30 10 5 like it doesn't matter what how much how many points he's scoring it doesn't seem it's always quiet Mm-hmm. It's it's never where it's never like oh this is this was a real game where Paul George came out and he really showed out. You don't see the impact. No, what you're saying, and it's just the way it's the style and how they play. But the, the the basketball there and with the Clippers, I don't, I really don't know what their what what their identity is. You know, it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, his sidekick, and you know they're gonna get theirs, and then everybody else kind of files in the Batoons, the, the, the yeah. Reggie Jacksons, and the Morrises. And, you know, I mean they really, I mean they really have uh, trimmed the bench now, and there's been not been much play from the bench. But yeah, I guess you could say in a game seven, you know, it's understandable, <laughs> I, you know. But you know, so I don't want to take too much into that just yet, you yeah. know. But yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's I'm, I'm, we. I don't want to go into last week's take. You know, and this, it's just it's the style of basketball that they they choosing to play. And I just I'm not in agreement with it at all. It's it's I'm not a fan of this. But the Clippers are an outlier because they're the only team that doesn't play the kind of. To me, they're the, they're not a team that plays the same style as what today's game is, where it's. Yeah, it's about threes, but it's more about just a faster pace of play and putting up more points. Yes, obviously, they're more of a defensive. They're supposed to be a more defensive minded team. Um, But still, it's just it doesn't even with them slowing the game down. You're still not a team that's putting up things like the, the Brooklyn Nets are where they're putting up 140 a night. Like, oh, they're not, well, they don't have a bunch of uh, perimeter shooters on this team. They have no, a bunch of athletic guys who puts the ball on the floor and you know and create. And that's what I'm saying. You've seen a lot of ISO ball, you yeah. know, and different type of teams. So, but they that's where they found that's where they bread and butter is. You see it in Brooklyn, but they, of course Brooklyn comes with a barrage of threes on top of that, you know. And yeah, but here we talking about a top heavy team versus a super team. And look, this is what. The mechanics of how they work, yeah. you know, and yeah, it is what it is. It's not necessarily the greatest thing to watch, but not the worst thing either. It's all, I guess, it's all in perspective, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're a fan of it, great. If you're not, <laughs> you can find a thousand things to dissect about what's wrong with it, you know. We just gave two, you know, <laughs> but we can keep going. But it's, I, I, I'm, I'm there. I just, I guess I was just gonna like, we don't even have to talk about that. You know, it, it goes, yeah. it, it's kind of one of those, it goes without saying, you know, that <clears throat> I think the Clippers making it out the first round in general and beating Dallas, that makes it interesting. And now that they, you know, tonight's game, I, I find it just to be interesting because, man, no matter what, this year we're getting either the Clippers or the Jazz in the conference championship. That's interesting to me. Just, we, if I don't know anything else, I know that, you know, like, yeah. w- wow. Okay. You know, 
I, I've never seen the Clippers in there. And I had Jazz, man, we talking back when the Bulls, we talking about the, yeah. the, the, we talking about the Dynasty Bulls era now. I'm like, huh, it's, it's been, been a, a long time, <laughs> you know. So interesting, you know. I'm just. It, you gotta you gotta find interest in the interest in different areas. It, it yeah. ain't coming from where we normally think. Oh man, look at the matchups and man Kawhi and and you that's got- the thing. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit excited to see this series only because I just I don't know what this is going to look like versus these two teams. Right. Like I, I, I like just have no idea what the who's going to be attacking where, who's guarding who for the fir- in the first place and how Utah responds to the to to the Clippers big two and how the Clippers respond to Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Like I just I don't know I don't know how they're gonna play this. And how evenly matched is this really? Um did the Clippers tank tank? Did they really tank games? Like, you know Yeah. And like I mean, were they supposed to be the second seed? Are we looking at a uh um Well they supposed to be the first seed. And that, that's what I'm saying. With that being said, are we looking at a preview of what we were supposed to see in the Western Conference Championship one seat, one round early? It's all these what ifs and these, you know, these, these yeah. kind of hypotheticals that's coming from it. Like, because the Clippers really is a wild card. You know, it's like, okay, y'all kind of, you know, chuck some games at the end, mm-hmm. kind of play with the seedings. You almost got bounced out. You, you ended up in this game seven. You, you know, it's all of this stuff. And, okay, you come out, now you got to take on the first seed. They legit. They 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 showed themselves to be legit this in battle tested this year. Now what you know? What if they go in there, you know, and L.A. gets blown out in game one? Now we back here. What do we <laughs> what do we take from all that? Here we go again. The train wreck is starting to happen. Like it's all unraveling. But you also know? have to take into account we. This is the oldest playoff adage in the NBA of all time: is the series doesn't start until the home team loses. <laughs> so I mean I I don't really because and and that's what I kind of getting into Phoenix versus Denver that's kind of yeah. what I get out of that is like okay Phoenix took care of business at home mm-hmm. which I mean that's what they're supposed to do and and I and it was fun to watch the like, like uh, the way that they play it's a little bit more and I know these inflated scores changing is <laughs> really taken away from if you're not watching the game yeah it ain't telling the story like. Phoenix was down in this game at one yeah. point. That's and that's what I'm so shocked by where they ended up. But the thing about even with them being down, what I'm looking at the box score right now, there were four players with twenty plus points. And that and that and that's like that's a team win. Yes. That's what I was and that's partially what I'm getting at. It was just them being down, all I was just saying is even in adversity, they didn't crack under the pressure. They they kept playing, they kept plugging before you know it. They caught the momentum, yeah. caught the lead, and then never looked back. You know, it wasn't one of these, oh, no lead is safe. Yeah. Now we see someone in the leads back and forth. No, they caught them, and then they kept going. This is how basketball actually <laughs> used to be played. Like, you can be down a certain amount of points and come back in some cases and then win the game. Not this whole back and forth, okay, I'm down 14. Now they're up 11, but we lose. <laughs> but we did. The, but the team that's up 11 still loses by seven at yeah. the end of the game. What is that? You know, like, that's, this wasn't that. They just, they, they, you know, Denver was given everything that they got. They was able to take the lead. They just couldn't maintain it. Yeah. And then Phoenix came. Denver made their runs. They kept trying to stay in it, but Phoenix was just too much. That's, um, that, they had a real deal. 
yeah. I I think Phoenix really. I think Phoenix showed that in the last series. And they had a real deal. And four starters with twenty plus points. Yeah, I that that was one of the box scores that that shocked me the most about this game. Just that that was an all around team win. Now their defense. I mean, sorry, their their bench did not. They got to do more, obviously. Uh, but right. I think that's the reason why they were down by so much mm-hmm. at one point in this game is because when you've got your starters come off a bit uh, coming off the off the floor, you got guys like Dario Sarge coming in and only scoring five points. Tory Craig putting it up nine, solid. That's what he's supposed to do. But Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, you guys combined for nine points. Come on, we need more out of you, right. especially Cam Johnson. Like two points, you only hit one field goal. Uh, we need a lot more out of you, especially when when DeAndre Ayton is is off the floor. And one measly rebound. Yeah, so that's one thing. The other thing is, Denver used almost everybody that they had on their roster. They didn't. There's there's no ten man rotation with with Denver. I, no. I haven't watched them uh, too much this year, but when I'm looking at them now, you're in the playoffs. You're you're going with they're nine deep. <laughs> but they played eleven guys. Uh, I don't know. Twelve. Yeah, they played everybody <laughs> except well, for Javel McGee. <laughs> right. I was just saying that you know, um, in, in the aspect, a few people have had a couple minutes, but that, yeah. other than them, and I'm guessing they probably just came in at the very end. Maybe they, they pulled everybody, right. so everybody got to play. <laughs> you know, <laughs> except Javel McGee. Except yeah, was a, <laughs> that, that is a little bit shy. They, they just don't care about Javel McGee. Is he on a playoff roster? Yeah, he is. Okay, I just wanted to make sure he's sitting there on the bench in his warmups. <laughs> just not playing. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure why. I think that he definitely could bring a certain element, especially kind of backing up Aaron Gordon and and Jokic. But teach their own. I guess they're 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 more interested in having Bull Bull play. But he only played two minutes. So. Again, I think this was just at the very end. So, <laughs> it didn't. yeah, I don't know. I, but th- that's the other thing about Denver, though. For me, this team isn't complete because they don't even have Jamal Murray right now. No, um, I think that's they're gonna feel the they're gonna end up feeling that in this series more so than ever. Hundred um, percent with the way that the guard play is for for Phoenix right now, if Phoenix especially is- if Cameron Payne wakes up. Yeah, and you gotta and you gotta take into account now, even with a game under their uh, under their belt in this series, they gotta be carrying over the momentum. Or they just beat the defending champs. Yeah, defending bubble champs, but <laughs> defending champs nevertheless. Yes, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> with that being said, you know, I think that you know they're gonna keep their foot. You know, Chris Paul is gonna gonna keep these guys. You know, locked in. You know exactly. You know, just and and keep keep. You know, they they you know the bloods in the water. Keep at it, you know. Just don't don't take your foot off the pedal. That could have been the GM move of the year, signing Chris Paul. It could have been because I when I heard about, it, I was like, eh, you know. It, it, I I felt like it was gonna be a a a OKC last year light. That's what I was getting. I was almost like the Westbrook in Washington. It was, I thought it was gonna be just one of these. Yeah, you know, a good player, necessarily a great team. I, I was, know. I was kind of confused when he went there because I was like, I don't know. It's just even with the new head coach and Monty Williams, and which, by the way, I do believe Monty Williams should have a hundred percent won Coach of the Year over Tom Thibodeau. Oh, absolutely. I, I was a little I, when I saw that come because I was, I was just out and about yesterday, mm-hmm. and I saw that come across my my phone. And I was like, the, Tom over Monty, like. NBA's got to get better. Like guys, got to be better on that. that. That's bad. He brought the New York franchise out of the depths. 
and got them the four seed in the playoffs. Yet they're still worse than the Brooklyn Nets. They are, and worse than the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> because they're a super team. But you know, with that being but said, they were the because they, they were the only two teams that were supposed to be in the running to go get uh, Kyrie and KD, and we're, they're still trying to fix all kind of you know cap situations and contracts. No, they need to fix their ownership and, and situation. And they need to get Dolan. That's the fuck what I'm out saying. There. It's just they got a whole bunch of other stuff where <laughs> that wasn't as simple as you made that sound. And I'm saying. All I'm getting is I don't understand how he won. Uh, I understand it, but over Monty Williams, Monty no, Williams did with this Monty, team this year. Monty Williams should have been there, but what Thibodeau he symbolically did collectively, I think got he. I think he got a lot of sentimental votes this year. Not saying that he wasn't deserving to be in. A I, I thought he was a hundred percent in the running, but I just I did not think by any stretch of imagination, Todd Thibodeau should have been the coach of the year over what Monty Williams has done with this roster uh, with Phoenix. But that's, that's true. But then it's, it's a discredit to how sports have been covered specifically in the Western conference all season long with, you know, cause Phoenix has gotten overshadowed with the LeBron stuff. You, you, I don't know. And that's my point because because <laughs> when did they become relevant when they beat them? It's I, no, I, I have been you. on my soapbox for Phoenix. No, no, hear me. <laughs> Talking about the news cycle. They, that's what I'm saying. Phoenix was, yeah, we knew Phoenix existed, but they, you didn't never hear about, you heard about Chris Paul here and there. You never heard about Devin Booker whatsoever. But you would hear about this Chris Paul that, and look, you know, the yeah. things he's doing down the street. That was the only thing you was getting Phoenix related, which was really just about Chris Paul. It wasn't even about the Phoenix Suns. But as soon as they eliminate L.A., now we're dissecting the Phoenix Suns as an organization. We're looking at Monty Williams, the coach. Oh, Monty Williams is the coach. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know who the coach was up until right now. I'm like, I actually watched this dude play basketball. I didn't know you were the coach. You know, it, 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 it's crazy because all of a sudden it's like, huh, Phoenix. Yeah. That's the Phoenix Suns team I know. You know, like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, this is the first time the, since in my NBA watching career that I've ever seen Phoenix actually look good. Because, I mean, I didn't start watching basketball until 2010. I was going to say, in the 2000s, they were I know. off and off. I would hear off. about it, Steve Nash, obviously, and, and everything that was happening with Mike D'Antoni. I've, 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 I see those images all the time, but I was just right. like, they still suck. They can't win. They can't. <laughs> they weren't winning. They, they're they not winning anything. Yeah, they, uh, they were that team that would just knock on the conference championship door, but it wasn't that team. They're Utah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> so we're about to find out tonight. You know, yeah, fair. Game one. Because, again, if, if, if sports betters told me who you put in your money, oh, man, just give me the little roulette table. And Honestly. It, do you want it on yeah. black or red? Because it's 50 50. I don't know. You know, I, uh, yeah, like, I'm not going to be able to make any really. I, watch di- the I can't diagnose that. that right. Because I'm, t- I'm taking Phoenix in this Denver uh, series specifically because I just, I, their style of play. And without Denver having Jamal Murray, it would be completely different without I think Denver would be the favorite if they had Jamal Murray. Maybe. Because I think Denver would absolutely steamroll this Clippers team with Jamal Murray. How long was Murray out? He's been out for quite a few months now. He has a Achilles tear. That might possibly. Or it's, it's either Achilles or torn ACL. One of the A's. It possibly be. I mean, they were post. They theoretically was could have been that team that was supposed to make that push Next forward. in line. Yeah. yeah. And, hey, injuries. I'm just gonna say injuries is a part of the game. It's, it's, it's valid now. Like it's valid more so in the NBA than it ever has been. And now I just want to start speaking to that. At any given point, any of these players can go down. When that happens, 
I'm sorry because the way that they cover the like the Golden State Cleveland thing, they always it's always covered one sided. You want to yeah. know why Golden State won in 2015? It's because Kyrie was out in such and such. You want to know why Cleveland won in 2016? It's because over here on this side of the yeah. ball, you know, Draymond was out for he was suspended for this game and such and such was out for this. You know, it's like every series there was some key person out. I will say for that, I that that, you, that lends credence. That's playoff basketball. One yeah. guy going down, it, that 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 happens. Now, and I will say, kind of backtracking back to LA and with the with the Clippers and everything that's happening with with Kawhi Leonard. Honestly, this might be a hot take. I think Kawhi Leonard's over overrated. Mm. Because the the they only won't. reason why you were able to win that that. Toronto series and get a get them a championship was because you didn't have the greatest offensive player right now in KD on the floor and then in game six you lose the second greatest shooter in the game right now with Clay Thompson and they were they were cooking against them too in game six they were they that was the splash brothers of old like they were just hitting everything and then they got hot couldn't stop him at all. You put Ka- Ka- Kawhi on Clay Thompson, and then Clay Thompson, he's the the definition of three and D. Mm-hmm. And he went out there, and he was, nobody can put the clamps on Kawhi. Obviously, this dude's just insane specimen of a human. But to slow him down to the extent where you only have twenty points at that at that moment in the game, in the fourth quarter, right? Like Clay Thompson was giving you that business. So there's still a KD out there roaming. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, I, I I look back at that and I'm like, okay, yeah, and yes, injuries are a part of the game that happens, and I'm giving Toronto their flowers because that was a good team. Mm-hmm. I I love Fred Van Vliet over there. Um, Pascal Siakam was huge uh, in, in that series. So yes, they they had a good team and they did deserve to win, but I do think they would have lost if they were if they were fully healthy because I just don't like from just that game six alone. Mm-hmm. From what I was seeing, even with when KD went back out, right, that that team was was rolling against them. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I would just, I just was just simply state, stating that injuries are a part of this. Yeah. So at any point, it's factored. If you know, if somebody, a key person or, or some uh, major contributor falls by the wayside, and a team takes a hit for that. It is completely and absolutely understandable. Now mm-hmm. I understand you're out the race. Injuries can or, or may will happen here. So I mean, it does ruin it because I'm looking yeah. at Denver and I'm like, God damn, with Jamal Murray, this team is nice. And, and it, this would be probably one of the best series right. uh, I, of all the playoffs. I don't want to take anything away because then if that's the case, we're taking all kinds of championships away from people. You know, I'm not I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not taking championships yeah. away from me. I'm no, just, no, no, I'm, just I'm looking in hindsight, looking back and just saying, man, I just really want to see is. where Jamal Murray comes into this series. Right. Because I just like his play. Yeah, and I mean, and that would have changed the seedings. That could have changed that, and how the playoffs would have played out. You know, thousand different. That's things. what I was. That's what I was saying. Yeah. It was just that that question was loaded. I mean, just yeah. where do you put it? I'm like, man, that changed. We ain't even looking at these series. No man, who LA's playing somebody else. I mean, I'm LA's probably out. I'm, Clippers are probably out. Lakers, no, no, I'm talking about. Uh, sorry, the the Lakers are probably out. Still, you know, I mean, they might even make the play in. Yeah. You know, it, it just exactly it, it it changes everything. So. Take take what you need to take from it. I would just say, just reserve your your you know judgment <laughs> for, for the Jazz and um the Clippers. Just for, at least get game one in. Yeah, I, I have to watch game one because I just I, I I 
See, literally, can I can't even imagine what that is going to look like. I don't think anybody can. Really, it's and that's and that's. I think that that is the one thing that makes it. I don't necessarily say it makes it exciting, but it makes it interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, you're right. I I don't know what what's going to happen. You know, if we're going to look at a blowout, is this going to be some close slug out fight? Is it is this going to be where the, you know. Oh, just the Clippers just come out on super on fire, and all of a sudden, the Jazz look like some pretenders that don't supposed to be there. Or do the Jazz just come out and show their dominance? Did, and just, it, does and the rest that the Jazz have give them a better uh, a foot up, or is it a start where they're a little bit cold right now? Right, and you're coming in off a team that just played seven games, and and they still got that adrenaline uh, kind of rushed through them. So I, I get exactly what you're saying with that, and and I totally agree. I mean, that that's why game one is going to be interesting to watch, mm-hmm. but. I, I, I'm more intrigued with this. Even with Jamal Murray being out, I'm more intrigued by this Denver Phoenix series because uh, just just the way that Phoenix plays is really interesting. Plus, we have to give it kind of mention it. Breaking news here: uh, Nikola Jokic did win MVP, so he <laughs> he is. The, you got the MVP of the league this year going up against what's quite honestly the most exciting team left in the playoffs. Uh, second most, second most exciting team left in the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, I'm gonna go with Phoenix. I do like Atlanta, but I'm gonna go with Phoenix. I, I, well, I think Phoenix right. is more that's, exciting. That's fair. Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta's not gonna be for everybody. Atlanta's one of my choices, but yeah. you know, I mean, they're up there. I don't but I, put, I just I like Phoenix. Put them as more. my number one. Is the number one? I just think they're making it interesting for the East. You know, to yeah. say by, to say the least, are they more exciting than what I've seen in Phoenix? Heck, no, not at all. Yeah. Not even okay. close. But <laughs> I didn't never put them in a. It was never a competition. It was just, hey, they doing their thing in the East. You do your thing in the West. We meet in the finals. I mean, please now, do Phoenix, I, oh, Atlanta. Don't tease me. Don't that, sound like, <laughs> that sound like some little crazy. You had an NHL Stanley Cup finals type of crazy stuff. You know, it's half of they like you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's just some. You know, it's just it's, it sounds weird. It's but. I mean, hell, we just had a bubble um, championship, so I, you know, we we seen. T- a, I would one hundred percent take think, a Phoenix Atlanta. I think an authentic, you know, L.A. Miami finals would have been much different than what we seen in the bubble. With yeah. that being said, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta Phoenix, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like a bubble competition type. It sounds Without like it, but, but I mean, it sounds like it's a bubble competition type game. But when you actually look at the matchups, that'd be one of the most fun finals we we've seen in a long time. <laughs> what almost like uh, well that was fun to me when Dallas played um, Miami. Miami yeah first, that was the one, first yeah. go around yeah that was fun now the second time wasn't bad either but you know, <laughs> it was kind of like nice both times but yeah there were there was a very refreshingly different type of series I mean in yeah in two two different decades which was interesting but in both cases they were very, they were very interesting finals you know but <clears throat> but they were fun they were fun to watch yes. Um, right. Well, let's talk East basketball. Yes. Let's talk Atlanta, Philadelphia. <clears throat> um, man, Trey Young, this dude, he's that <laughs> dude. That's all. I'm gonna, that's all I need to say about him. He's that dude. Trey Young is insane. He has been lighting up. I mean, I wish Luca had a better team around him because, man, that having both of them still in the playoffs would be amazing. But. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> you got to give Trey Young the respect because, man, he is given. He was giving Philadelphia the work in Game One. Yeah, he was. It it was not. It wasn't fair. It was not. Fair. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. It looks so effortless. 
effortless to him. Like he would just like he do this little one little step step of move. He do a small little fake and he just make his move and just score. You know what? You like know what play? Because I know you watched that game. You know what play told me that Atlanta was winning that game. Trey Young pulled up from half court and lobbed that that pass to to, to Collins, and they alley ooped on that. I was like, oh, it's over. He he has got so much confidence. While I think Ben Simmons was guarding him right there, and mm-hmm. he just did not care, and he just thank you, like just please give me my assist. Like it was that when you're talking about effortless, he just threw that up there like it was nothing. Oh, I mean, look the piggyback. You see the one where he he tossed it up, and he was supposed to Capella was supposed to get it, but then Capella didn't even look because he just, he just teardrop right <laughs> into the basket. He ended up scoring. It was supposed to be Ali Oop. I'm like, he that dude. Even when he ain't trying to score, he scores. You know, like, if that ain't efficiency, you got people out there killing themselves trying to get two points and can't score. I mean, literally. Yeah. You know, been in there 17 minutes, cannot get a basket to save their life. This man ain't even trying to score score. It's insane. And and it's him, Clint Capella. I think it was pissed at Capella. Messed up his assist. Yeah, probably no, trying to get that triple double. <laughs> <laughs> he was close. Oh no, I mean, yeah. Well, Did he get one? No, he had a double double. Ah, damn. Uh, <clears throat> Thirty-five and ten. Yeah, ten dimes. No, yeah, this game supposed to be eleven, but and game two is tonight as well, right? That's yes. the that's the early game. Yes. So I that's I'm definitely sitting down watching that one because that's well, gonna be a fun one to watch. I mean, but okay, we, we I know I know we're talking Atlanta, and I I'm not gonna switch over to seventy six just yet, but okay. you know. Um, I, I like, I don't, I mean, not to put, you can't mirror numbers to what they are, but I, I, I like Capella's, um, I like his presence down there. And I think he, he's not going to stop and beat, but the fact that he's going to stand there and, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's not going anywhere. And I think he at least let him be, no, you're not going to just eat you score as many points as you want, but I'm not going anywhere. You know. Yeah. Hey, because yeah, Embiid coming off of a what injury did he have? I don't know. The, the hip knee thing. The, yeah, yeah. I, whatever that was, he comes back knee, and cut, scores confusion. what thirty nine. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty nine and nine. I'm like, I was like, you weren't injured. I don't know. <laughs> okay, thirty nine points and and I mean, you yeah, you over here with thirty plus points and, and at the time a blowout. Oh yeah, and they were oh in in and. I know, and I'm not jumping no, no. ahead. I'm just, I'm just no, no, no. I want to talk. Me. I want to talk what? about that for a second because people keep saying Atlanta almost gave this game away. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care that they came back in garbage time when Trey Young wasn't trying because they were up by so many. They were up by, I think, 19. at 30 <clears throat> at one point. At one point, well, I mean, down in that fourth quarter, I think it was almost at 19. At one yeah, point. I like. Yes, they they were they were they were two the possessions away. The game was over. Yeah, and in the last four and a half minutes, they just decided they're gonna just we're gonna make this a respectable loss. Yeah, and we're gonna <laughs> go all out. You caught a little bit of fire, and then just all of a sudden went into this frenzy. It, calm down, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just it was now yeah. Atlanta does need to finish games so that that doesn't happen, exactly. and that that does come in where the bench needs to play a little bit better when Trey Young is off the floor. Exactly. But outside of that. This, this was not a 128-124. This <laughs> they got absolutely worked on in this game. Yeah. I mean into the last four and a half. Come on, man. I mean, it was only about another 30 seconds, another play or two, another whistle before half the stadium was about to empty out. Yeah. It's just they made it interesting down the stretch based on they, you know, like you said, they were trying to make it respectable. 
Atlanta has clearly took their foot completely off the gas, you know. And again, like you just stated, they need to just learn, look, y'all inexperienced, we get that. Work on just finishing and closing out the game. Yeah, yeah, the game you know, the game was over. They just mm-hmm. needed to finish it. And they finished it. But, you know, if somebody walked in and looked at the box score or came in at the very end or just caught like the end of a clip and like, oh my God, that fourth quarter though. It wasn't the fourth quarter. It was the last four minutes. Yeah. Plus, and I'm a little bit confused. I'm looking at the... In garbage time. Yeah. I'm looking at the line here. Please tell me why the 76ers are favored minus five to win this game. They're the home team. Regardless. The home team, yeah. Two two nights ago. That caught all this fire. You should have heard the narrative. You asking why does the line where is that? I'm just asking. I ain't, I don't agree with it. I'm just you know. actually no. The line moved to minus six for Philadelphia. As we were talking, no, <laughs> I, it's the the article was written yesterday minus five, and then uh, six. It's minus six now on ESPN, and that's fine. And that's fine because you said what? What did you say earlier? A series don't start fair until the home team loses. Series already started. It did. So <laughs> all I'm saying is for Philadelphia, it, it, it will behoove you not to win tonight. That's all I'm getting at, <laughs> you know, because you already know I'm all in on Atlanta. So yeah, I I I, I think... mean, if they pull off a sweep, don't don't say I didn't tell y'all so. It wasn't coming. I ain't saying they're gonna sweep them. I'm I just don't saying, think so, but I, I'm not, I don't. Th- I'm just saying I would. Would I be surprised a little bit? But because <laughs> I'm like, come on, Philadelphia, y'all better than that. You're better than that. You be better. <laughs> Make better choices. You know, <laughs> think better of yourselves. They know the drug. As a one seed, you gotta win a game. Come on now. I mean, like, damn it, you the one seed. You know, <laughs> like, shit, you're like I don't care how bad. Hey, you hey, play. hey! But Embiid does have this knee back <laughs> hip injury that. <laughs> That obviously can, can can metamorph his game to thirty nine points. I'm like, what? And, and a losing. I mean, oh, whoa, this is this is getting over there to the Detroit Lions type stuff now. <laughs> crazy stuff. Anyway, I don't want to switch sports. No. Uh, okay. But I, I'm, I'm, I see when I say when I see a team like the Hawks, I dissect them so crazy. That's why I'm over talking about. I'm over talking about Capella. You know, yeah. like I'm well, looking Capella's at, I'm looking a at huge the, part of this. At, but yeah, it's the it's those intangible things that are making a difference. Like, yeah, oh yeah, and B had thirty nine and nine. He's killing Capella, but tired. And B is tired. Like, he's killing Capella down by nineteen. You know, <laughs> but Capella sitting there with eleven and ten, a double double, a solid. And okay, dude, yeah, you may got thirty nine, forty points, but you don't have sixty points. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't have twenty five rebounds. You yep. have nine rebounds. He out-rebounded you, even though you may have been outscoring you. And that's great. You're doing all the scoring. That's wonderful. And I think they got to the point where we can live with that. It's going to be about everybody else. And that's what it came down to. It was about what about what is everybody else doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but I can't say his name. Borganovich, the uh, guard for Atlanta. Guard for Atlanta. Oh, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, yeah. yeah. The X Factor. Who was supposed to be in Milwaukee, <laughs> but it's not the in Atlanta. Axe Factor. Yeah, yeah, in Atlanta, in the in the ATL. Oh my God, this dude! Yeah, the he, thing that's he, crazy he about Dan looking at this box score was that Traylon only, only had thirty five points, and I know I'm saying only thirty five. Thirty five is impressive, but still, only thirty five with <laughs> the way that he was playing. Like 35. it, <laughs> man. He was. I mean, he was out there. You know how you see. You, you used to see this when they would have like some high. This was back in I don't know if you called this when there used to be the high school um, 
uh, one of the, um, the, the high school players that was about to make the jump, and they object to some kind of story on them, and they oh, see yeah. the game and watch the. You ever watch them play with their peers? It's like a man amongst boys. <laughs> yeah, that's how he looks like he's out there playing, even in this in his NBA game. Like this dude is so many levels above where the competition is right now, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Trey Young, I mean, I mean Trey, I mean not sorry, Trey Young, but I'm sorry, but Trey Young, uh, I mean, if anything, he should be he, he laying a blueprint down for Mister Ben Simmons. This was this should be your impact on the game. Yeah, just throwing this out there. You don't have to shoot threes. Trey shoots a few. Yeah, you know, to his credit, you know. But <laughs> I mean, but he ain't out there forcing them up. That's what you know. Is it ain't an integral part of his game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the game. I'm gonna put the ball on the floor and stop me from getting to the basket. You yeah. Know? And oh, you're gonna do you're gonna do a double triple team at me, trees throwing at me. I'm just gonna dish around you. Boom. You know, I mean, the guy he does everything. He can mm-hmm. do anything. You can't. This is a person you're trying to contain. You're not trying to stop him because you're gonna yeah. you kill your whole afternoon or evening trying to stop this guy. You're not gonna stop him. Um, but he's yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I just I there's no nothing to add on to that. He's just been insane. Uh, this entire playoff run and Miss John Collins. That's what I was gonna get about Go to get you to. Can take him. I'm like I'm mouth drop. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> like, uh, he he's he's a young power forward. I guess I I'm pretty sure he was drafted as a center. But I guess when you got Clint Capella, you definitely should be moving John Collins down. But this kid, he he's he is, and this is what's nice about Atlanta and Fe- and Phoenix being on opposite sides. This is John Collins' coming out party because before this season, we were looking at him like, okay, is he going to take that next step just as much as we were talking about DeAndre Ayton last year? Like, okay, you're the number one pick, dude. Like, when are you going to show up? And, hey, this is what he's doing. This is what he can do in big moments. And seven for nine uh, field goal, three for four from three, didn't miss a single free throw, 21 points, four rebounds. I one I'm in the paint a little bit more. I know Clint Capella's on there, but still. Uh, but he, I mean, this dude's got two assists and two steals. Like, come on. Like, this dude is kill, killing and the he, game and right now. And bringing that defense. And that's the thing. Atlanta plays defense. I, <laughs> you got me. So, you so you, you got me at defense. <laughs> you know, like, I, they offense is just the cherry on top. Yeah. So, this whole Trey Young, you, you can see why I'm so enamored by this guy. I'm like, man, dude, y'all. Y'all don't handle your business defensively, and then you out here just doing them on the offensive end like this, man. All old school, old school style and whatnot. Early mm-hmm. two thousand, just you know. I mean, now it looks like an end one, <laughs> you know, with defense, <laughs> you know. And I, I, so All right, I, I might have to be out on on Atlanta though. They gave Tony Snell minutes. Oh, you. So- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only because Snell. Hunter has a. He was out. <laughs> You still on this Tony Snell? Uh, I'm just I'm that is, that's, a, that's that, just, that is a Chicago joke. This is, this, <laughs> Atlanta is such that team. We could take a Tony Snell and put him on our roster, and we still run it back on y'all. Was Tony <laughs> Snell the dude that was supposed to be two years away from being two years away? Was <laughs> that somebody else? No, it was it was somebody from overseas, like from Greece. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't 
It wasn't Giannis. <laughs> no, it wasn't Giannis. No. I can't remember who. It was some dude from overseas. It wasn't him. Because Tony Snell came from uh, New Mexico State. Okay, gotcha. I, but, I can't which, remember who it was. Which is why I was giving him opportunity because I'm like, okay, I kind of seen this team kind of yeah. make a little noise in the tournament at one point. So I was like, okay, I, I can give him, you know, his athleticism was there. But yeah, his, his game never came around. <laughs> However, he's still in the league, though. Yeah, so don't getting be minutes su- in a playoff game. I don't be surprised 10 years from now, all of a sudden, Tony Snell jump on uh, on, on YouTube. I've been hearing a lot of talk. <laughs> I've been saying a lot of stuff about Bruno me. Caboclo. <laughs> That's who it was. Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> okay, I don't even remember the dude. That, that, that don't even ring a bell. Because <laughs> he's not probably out of the league. <clears throat> he never even got to two years, did he? No, it was 2014 playoffs. I mean, he was supposed to be two years away from being two years away. That means, what, 2018 he should have been ready to play? Well, yeah. What team was he on? Uh, he got drafted by the Raptors. Okay. He played how many years? <laughs> I don't think he played any. Oh, they didn't even make the team. Okay. Okay, moving to, oh, uh, yeah. That, uh, if you, uh, Type in two years away from being two years away. Y'all understand what we're talking about. It is the it is probably the funniest clip I have ever <laughs> seen in any draft of all time. It is the funny. I don't think if we could. Hear the I don't think that we it. made it through the rest of the draft after we heard that. We just started no. dying laughing. Cause, we cause, could cause not. The authenticity of the of the the the, the messenger who delivered the line himself. Oh he, my God, he's on Houston's roster right now. Oh yeah, who laughing now? <laughs> He's still in the league. Oh my god. He went from being drafted as a small forward to being a power forward to a center. And he's he never went down to the G League. And he has never played a lick of basketball. Not at all. League. Not at all. He is a the most... I don't know how we got to this. I'm sorry. I don't know. I forgot. You took us there. Okay. Yeah, that's that my fault. I, I was letting you go. I was trying to go elsewhere with the <laughs> Tony Snell thing, but you, yeah, oh, gotcha. I left it alone. I, okay. I was just saying Tony Snell was going to go gonna go Kwame Brown one day. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Atlanta. <clears throat> they're, they're for real. And I, I think I like them in this series. I, I think that they have a good matchup with the way that Philly plays basketball, especially with the fact that Ben Simmons isn't shooting threes. And, or he's not shooting jumpers at all. I mean, but he was seven for seven. Yeah, he was, and then I, I give him that. I mean, you can he you had can an score, but you game, but yeah, go ahead. I, I'm it, sorry. It, you can be efficient, but you got to be more than seven field goals as the as the second second star, first star on this team, whatever he's supposed to be. He has to shoot. You more. have to be shooting more, and that and that that comes in. You're zero for zero from three. And goddamn, you are three for ten from free throws. You got—I don't know what it. You need to, every single off day. He needs to be in the gym for three hours just shooting free throws. Well, because they're just gonna—they're just gonna do hack a bin. You're right, and I'm this. This again, I'm gonna say this is a coaching problem. You could—you could say this is a Ben Simmons problem. No, I don't. I. It can be, but how? You've taken the responsibility away from me. This is a coaching problem first. I don't You're know, Doc, I'm just sorry. Doc is just not, not handling this the way he needs to. And maybe Doc just don't have anything at this stage of the, of the season. I don't know. Maybe it's too late. However, this is going to come back to sting them one way or another. I'll leave Whether it it's that. in this series or the next, I, Philadelphia is not going to the finals because that specifically is going to stop them. Exactly. And you could be efficiently 7-for-7, seven seven, and that's great, but you mean to tell me that you only took seven shots? 
Yeah. Not that you hit a seven, but you, you know, it's just that's not aggressive enough. I need you, know? you to be, uh, even if you're only going to hit seven, I need you to be seven for 15. I mean, granted, maybe that's because he was trying to exert so much energy on the defensive end, but if that's not really because he wasn't guarding Trey, I, I don't think so. that's what I was trying to say. I was just trying to figure out how he only managed to shoot seven times. And that was the other thing. And that's another coaching issue is why the hell was Ben Simmons not on Trey Young for the full game? <laughs> why is Danny Green really guarding want, Trey Young? You really want to see the, see Philadelphia get exposed early in the series. Huh? <laughs> that's <laughs> <Fair>. why. <laughs> you got you to save it for at least game four. You know, you got to <laughs> can't just go play that card just yet. That's, I'm really being serious. I'm funny, funny as it sounds. I'm telling you, Trey, you going to take this dude. I'm the, he's big as he is. That's fine, but you're not gonna be able to keep up with him. I'm you don't. I don't think he has to. I think that they need to get physical with him. And I know you don't want Ben fouling out, but if Trey Young knows he's getting, he's gonna get contact coming. Mm-hmm. If, if Trey Young is comfortable enough to come across that three point line, mm-hmm. in in play within it, it, within the interior, that you're there's no way Philadelphia has a chance. If he if 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 Trey Young, the, the smallest point guard in the league probably right now, is comfortable inside the three-point line where he doesn't feel like he's going to get touched or when he does get touched, he's going to get fouled. Cool. like He's just going to continue to do it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But if you get physical with him and just get make him a little bit uncomfortable, put a body on him and put a body of Ben Simmons on him. <laughs> the game's about to start here. Um, no, but if you have a body on him and you make him a little bit uncomfortable, get him a little bit off his game, just a, just the tiniest bit. You open up a, a, up a hole where they don't have too much offense outside of Trey young. I mean, obviously they, they can score, but Mm -hmm. Trey young is the driving factor of their offense. So if you're able to get him off his game, just that slightest of bits, you, you, you can just completely run away with that and, and build off of that to, to win games. But, it's not gonna happen if Ben's not on him because I who else would you Danny Green obviously is not gonna get it done. Seth Curry. You're gonna have to run him off of him. It's gonna have to be a series of players. I would say yes, Simmons to some degree, but you can't keep any one person on him. That's it, it's gotta be gotta preserve I think it's gotta be a Ben Simmons, Seth Curry duo type guarding of Trey Young. It, it 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 cannot be Danny Green because he is going to eat on Danny Green I was say every it single start day. There, but no, it, it it cannot honesty, start with Danny Green. It's really going to take the whole team. They going, you know, what I'm saying it's going to take switches, traps. It, it just you can't. I will say that what dangerous. I think that they should do. What I think Philadelphia should do. Bench Danny Green. Start Matisse Thibel, and have Matisse Thibel start by guarding because Matisse Thibel. For all the shit that he gets for not being able to score as much as he should be able to for his height, um, at at this day and age, Matisse Thybulle is uh, he he uh, he does have underrated defense. Mm-hmm. I think that he could make Ben Sim- or sorry not Ben Trey Young uncomfortable enough to just slow him down enough where they can get going, Philadelphia can get going, mm-hmm. and not be thirty points down by the end of the half. At, at any point, like they can be in a place where they're comfortable. They still might be down, but mm-hmm. they can be in a comfortable spot where it's not like, oh, well, by the fourth quarter, why are we even here? Like, that's possible. Um, but I think benching Danny Green has to start there. I would start Matisse Thibel on him, though. 
He, I mean, it's not that he doesn't get a DNP. I'm just saying that he doesn't start. Just doesn't start him. Yeah. It might be where you need to, because you try to kind of figure out where you're getting your offense off the bench. And that might have, that might make sense. I mean, Danny Green um, was two for seven and 0 for four from three, and he's supposed to be your three point shooter. I'm right. Come on. Like, but I, then there's, again, there's Tyrese Maxey. You want to start Tyrese Maxey, though? I don't necessarily start him, but he, uh, another person. I'm talking about who should start against Trey. Who do you think should start against Trey Young? No, I like the I like the Diable situation. Um, Shake Milton. Mm, no, I, I couldn't I start so. Shake Milton because he can't. <clears throat> exactly. He's he's an offensive liability. And, right, and then this is, um, <clears throat> Seth Curry can't start it. I think he needs to be a guy that comes and help in. Yeah, kind of help defense. You know, yeah, because that's not his forte. He's not a he's not a defender. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, George Hill. He's too slow. Disappearing by the by the by the by the day. <laughs> You know, and yeah, it's stable. And then I would come back, like I said, then you have, you know, um, Ben Simmons. Simmons, and then Seth Curry. You, you, you sprinkle in a little bit of Seth Curry. And I think you definitely got to use Tyrese Maxey more so. Um, not necessarily to start the game, but I think throughout the game, I think throughout the game, that's what he's there for. I yeah. mean, granted, you also need him for offense, too. I mean, hell, they're going to need everybody because <laughs> I'm serious. It's just it, what it's coming down to. More Hulk players are showing up in the box scores all throughout the you know these categories. They're showing up in, in rebounds, in assists. They they you know yeah. they're shooting threes. They they hitting free throws. They they're playing quality minutes. You know they they put you know they clamping down on the defense. And you know we then we look over in Philadelphia and it's just okay. What did Embiid do? What did Simmons do? They yeah. all stepped up. You know that's how, it's the same because that's they're 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 so one two dimensional now mm-hmm. right now and. They still don't have an identity. Yeah, you have these two guys who do not know how to play off of each other whatsoever, and you don't even have defined roles. And like, that's another reason why I want Atlanta to win this because I feel like if Philadelphia gets knocked out in the second round, what are they going to do against Brooklyn? What no, no, be? I'm saying if Philadelphia gets knocked out in the second round, I'm in this oh. round against Atlanta. You, that entire organization's got to be like, okay, this has been how many years now? You got to make some hard. You got to make a change. <clears throat> Yeah, and they ain't, ain't talking about just moving some bench players around. You're gonna have to make some real, a real hard choice. Are we keeping these two? Are we letting one go? Are we adding somebody to finally balance this or counterbalance this? Like when they had Jimmy Butler. Hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, like I said, Jimmy Butler was not supposed to be the one that leave. One or the other may have. Jimmy Butler should have stayed, but moving on. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just if you had to take, we know who needed to leave. And I've been pounding my desk about it for three well, years now. Embiid just said he scored thirty nine, so he begs to differ now. Even Not really, because he, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about the last <laughs> last game. Uh, sorry, the last series. But th- th- talk about a disappointment. Hmm. Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. It looked so promising at the game one. Like even even in a game one loss, that it was like you know. I know, yeah, Harden went down, but, you know, you all could have just took it on the chin and just, you know, lay it out there and mm-hmm. just took it. And they didn't. They actually came out and competed and just came up a little bit short. I'm like, you know, on the road, hell, that's a – okay. They might got a shot at game two. Oh, come on, man. You see what happened in game two? I, uh, yes, it, I did. It was – I'm like, oh, my God, y'all went so, so, so far left on <laughs> this one. Like, 125-86? Yeah. 
is the series over? I mean, because, damn. I mean, if you're talking about momentum and statement made, or you, like you said, the, the series really hasn't began until the home scene lost. Well, goddamn. I mean, yeah. I guess that's the saving grace for the Bucks because they certainly did not show up. They did not. And it, Thursday, man, there is a lot of pressure on Milwaukee. Yeah, and it can't be one of these, you know, some dumb, some dumb commentator will get on there. Oh, you know, all the pressure's really on the, it's on, 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 on all on, you know, it's, it's all on the Bucks. I mean, not Bucks. I'm sorry, all on the uh, Nets. Nets. You know, I mean, because good and granted, you know, they go down two one and such and such and such. You let them back in the series, it ain't gonna be some dumb take like that. Like, are you serious? As opposed to we lose, we down three zero. That is our, that's automatically a, end of the series. Yeah, and to <clears> me, it's. <sighs> I, I'm very disappointed in Giannis. Because, man... <laughs> well, first of all, you shouldn't have resigned. <laughs> that That's number one. This is this is a Milwaukee Bucks organization that can't put a team around you to, to be competitive. No. And I know, yes, we're talking about a super team. I get that, whatever. But right. I, still, at the end of the day, you knew you that mean, this team was coming. Super teams do expose things. And there is no way, there's just no way this team, I, I do think this series is over. At this point, that that dejected effort, you only were able to put up 86 points. Yeah. What you just said is the take right now. This series is over. It's, you seen in game two, I seen the country, the world seen game two. Milwaukee is cooked. I mean, this is a dead man. This is a lame duck team. Yeah, I mean, and what's just so weird is what you've seen in the gallant effort in game one, and then two nights later, this is really that Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis fight. <laughs> Mike Tyson came out with everything he had in round one, and then the rest of the fight, yeah. it was just embarrassing. And I, I'm just using that as an analogy, and I'm moving on. That's what you've seen in game, from games one and game two. What is it going to take to even begin to have a conversation to say that the, to um, that Milwaukee can be a contender in this in this in this series? It's going to start with a minimum. Giannis has to do forty and twenty minimum per game. <laughs> this, I'm talking about thirty four and eleven in a close effort. Great. Then you come with eighteen and eleven. Uh, That's not gonna get eighteen it. points. Isn't gonna get it in any by any stretch of imagination. But I'm saying add twenty points to their score. They still getting blown out. That's yeah. my point. Your starting point in your game has to start at 40 points and 20 rebounds. Starting point, like minimal, for you to even compete. This team is uh, so, think about the look at what look at the disparity of of the offense versus the defense and where his scoring is falling in that and he, and his help and his supporting cast. Where's all them extra points gonna come from? I'm just saying for him as a as a leader. He yeah. has to clear that much off, and then the I, rest of the team. I has agree to with clear. forty. I just don't. I, may, Fifteen, maybe. But what I, what my thing with with they're not with, rebounding at all. That that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. I, PJ Tucker, you were brought in specifically to get rebounds. You I, can't have three rebounds in the game. I know, and that's. I just. I'm refusing to do this now. I'm putting it on these superstars. You all like, and Giannis wanted to stay, and I, what you're saying is valid. I just want for a moment. I'm give, I'm just utilizing this from you're the superstar. My aspect this this is not as a fan. 
I'm not saying this is my expectation. I'm saying mathematically, this is where it's going to take for you to even be relevant, to even be positioned, to even try to win a game. You can't do it at 18 or just at 29 points a game and you're still down 30. You know what I'm saying? If you got 40 points and you're down 15, maybe now a Middleton might this, wake up and start to do something. This bench player is disgusting. There's no bench. Brent Forbes played 22 minutes and had 10 points. He was 4 for 6, 2 for 4 from 3. And literally did nothing else. That was my. That was. This is one of my points in my in my notes. I'm like, who is Brent Forbes? <laughs> like, who is this guy? And Pat Connington had 14 minutes, no points, did not score a single. 0 for one from the field. 0 for one from three. In 14 minutes, you took one shot. The bench is non-existent. Okay. We keep talking about why did Bobby Porter's get 17 minutes? I think his minutes are only defensively. He's not on the offensive end. He doesn't grab rebounds. He Why are just, you shooting five shots then? If he's you're just, not, <laughs> he's just giving these guys time to get them a breather. But I'm just saying he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a space filler. But they bench is non-existent. They don't have a bench. Drew, I mean Drew Holiday. I mean, yeah, he definitely got to step his game up. Middleton got to step his game up. I just started with Giannis. I was going. I was throwing mm-hmm. from top down. No, but, I got you. It, it starts with that minimal base. Middleton, definitely. Your points and rebounds have to go back up. Okay. Go. I'm I'm done with Middleton. And I, I was done with Middleton last year. But I am tired of people telling me that Middleton is an all-star. He's not. This dude is trash. You are in a playoff game, and you are the number two scorer. You played more minutes than Giannis did. And you only put up 17 points. You are 7 for 20 from the field. You are there specifically to just hit freaking shots. Mm-hmm. Whether it's from the three-point line or it's, or it's inside. I don't care where you hit them from. You, If you're going to take 20 shots, you have to make at least 11 of those. Yeah. I don't really... <laughs> and, and Giannis, again, I'm disappointed. Why are you only taking 15 shots from the field? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying it. Just the offense is very lackluster. Um, the defense is is just not there at all. Uh, they don't have obviously they don't match up with Brooklyn in no way, shape, or form outside of Giannis. Um, Chris Middleton's game is just hasn't he just hasn't stepped his game up, and his it's just not. He comparable. hasn't stepped his game up in four years. Okay. I, come on, like I, I'm tired of people saying that Chris Middleton needs to step up because this is what we've been saying. Well, for... okay. Well, if I take Middleton out of this, then I have nobody else to talk about. The rest of these guys are not even worth talking about. No, I get what Drew you're saying, Holiday and that's well. that's what I'm getting. And, at. and this is what that's I was getting point. at with Giannis. Why the hell did you resign to this franchise? I don't know. What the what? I it is so frustrating because I Considering... I I said this last year. It if he's resigning here. It is just going to be however long his contract is is more the same of of what we've saw saw over the and, last four and, years. And, and what I'm yes, you you are absolutely right because Brooke Lopez, I I don't have a problem with the pickup. Chris Middleton, I don't have a problem with him being on the team. Drew Holiday, great pickup. Now my question is this: Why I said all of that? When are, y- are y'all now going to get the superstar that we need to come over here to play with Giannis? Thank you for getting all the supporting cast members. <laughs> but now are you going to give the number two? Because they did everything but give him a number two. Because as you're saying, and I agree, 
Chris Middleton is not a number two. He's a three at best. He's a four. <laughs> Chris Middleton sucks to me. I, I I don't care how much. Yes, if you're getting 20 shots a game, mm-hmm. of course you're going to have inflated fucking numbers. I, I This dude does not play <laughs> any type of good basketball when it comes down to crunch time. Every single time we make it to the playoffs, this dude disappears. Every single time he gets matched up with anybody that has any semblance of defense in a league that doesn't have defense, mm. how are you shooting seven for 20 from the field? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, look, <clears throat> this is not a good... This was, this definitely wasn't a good game. Um, <laughs> this team... It's 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 purely overmatched right now, and it's, it's, it's yes, a, this is with the context that they are playing against. No, I wasn't even talking down on them. I, it's just I am because <laughs> we always do this opposite. We never do it the same time. Because <laughs> I've been trying to have a serious moment, but I can't get through this take. But you go ahead, because you know what? They played that bad. I'm giving you the floor. You have this. That because it, it's not about the fact that they played that they that they didn't win. Because like you said, game one was a valiant effort, and you mm-hmm. guys played well, and and you guys were just there, and you were. Aim let me. I need to. Just, do you have game game one up? Uh, no, but it's one fifteen one oh seven. If you need. No, no, no. I know what the score is. It's. Uh, I need to see oh, what is. what is their. Yeah. Yep, I got it up. What is their shooting from the field? Uh, the percentages for which team? For the Bucks. The Bucks was oh. we trying to find it before. <laughs> um, they were forty four percent, forty five if you want to round it up. Uh, and then from three, twenty. <laughs> yeah. So we we basically said after game one that they weren't going to shoot twenty percent from the field again. And oh, but uh, you want to even know something else? What? Ask me about the free throws. Well, I don't even. I, this number is going to piss me off. What is? Fifty-seven uh, percent. And they were forty-four percent in in game two. So it's <sighs> it's yeah. With even with an valiant effort, you see where now you see where they even came up short. Yeah, it. But what I'm saying is, and when they're getting worse, the, the you, worse, more importantly. <laughs> <laughs> my issue is not the fact that they're going up against Brooklyn because yes, I, I would, I get it. If Brooklyn was winning and it, it and it was still the same type of game that they had in Game Two, I wouldn't be as pissed off. I don't understand. At, at this point, this I'm talking specifically not even about how Brooklyn because Brooklyn doesn't play defense; they just go and score outscore you. I think I'm based on what you're saying. I'm a little more. I'm I probably more. Um, more surprised that they even got close as close as they did in game one as opposed to what happened in game two. Because game two is more representative of what that th- that damn roster even looked like. Like this team that they built. Like True. That makes sense how y'all got blown out to me. Now, yeah. what don't make sense is I was inspired by what y'all came out and went against the odds and actually made it look like it was going to be a series. And now I get to see what reality is. I know people are like, well, that's those two games. No. I've seen enough to know who was the real Milwaukee team, and it was the team in Game Two, not the team in Game One. And and the, the even more just baffling thing, I guess you could say about this is just the mentality that they came into the playoffs with Milwaukee. I'm talking about mm-hmm. 
you guys came in saying we're on a freaking mission. I don't care who we have to go up against. It you you understood that your legacy is really based off of this playoff run today. And you came out and you do this 86 points in a playoff game? Yeah, that was it's pretty lackluster and you know, Giannis with his 35 minutes and you, yeah, and I'm looking at these three foul. Okay, so what is up? They logging a lot. Man, they getting a lot of bench time. And it's just the, the game, the way the game was played. It was just it didn't show any type of um, any get up and go. No, yeah. no, no drive. No, you know, it seemed like they took their foot off the gas and then they just sat. You know, let's sit it out. We ain't gonna win the game anyway. I'm like, is this a proponent to the fact that they they were the first team to make it through, and they had to sit for so long? I don't know, but game one was game one. We talking about game two. That's, that's true. That, You're that's right. That's why I'm saying it's just like I think I'm trying to not be Milwaukee as pissed off. <laughs> I'm saying it's to say Milwaukee. Yeah, they were the third seed. We're third seed this year. Yeah, <laughs> and they were that team that was kind of knocking on the door, and now we got a infused super team that kind of springboard their way up really to the top. And Philadelphia still kind of sitting there. We already discussed Philadelphia, but yeah, we already know. Milwaukee is a top seeded team in the East on the downcline, mm-hmm. you know, and we're seeing it right now. And, I, and this only, I, I will be shocked if they get one game. Just even go with five. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not shocked if they're getting swept in here, you know. Now, if this thing goes six, I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just don't see, I'm at this point, I don't see how Milwaukee is going to win a basketball game in general. We'll see how they play at home with fans, but I, I, I just from their performance in game two, the and like you said, the decline. But yeah, I'm sorry. And, and, uh, well, that that is a. I will say that they do have a very passionate fan base. So okay, they, that 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 could give some credence, and maybe that that gives them the, the the spark that they need to get over the top and just get one game, maybe. And if they can win game three. This this series will look different, and we'll say, hey, exactly. maybe maybe game two was an outlier, but to to even have any respectability, they they have to win game three. You can't be and only- they have to win game three convincingly to me, because if yeah. it's in this close ticky tack, like where, let's just say, even with James Harden being out, like that, I think that's the thing with James Harden being out. That game three's win needs to be a like it needs to be convincing and it needs to be Giannis, like you said, at least forty points, twenty rebounds. You said fifteen. I'm only fifteen saying, to twenty. I don't think four rebounds was going to. Be I need. He, I think he needs position. to have a triple double though. I think he needs to have at least ten assists. He needs to be getting. a playmaker too, because Chris Middleton's not going to do it. No. Drew Holiday, he's trying, but he's not going to do it. Again, they have not addressed. That number two guy on their team, like they have se- severely underassessed their talent here, and mm-hmm. they they they're, they got a they got a big hole, and if there's Giannis, and there's this big hole that's supposed to be supporting them, and then there's the rest of the guys. Yeah, you know? it's, it's yeah, like you said, that is a glaring hole that they have, and it's Chris Middleton, and I think game game two should enlighten some people to that fact. But on top of that, I, I think that once they are out of this playoff run, which in my opinion is going to be sooner rather than later, they're really going to have to take a real hard look at their roster and 
I think I think Jay Will said it the other day. He was saying after this, if they get if first of all, if they get swept or they get they lose this series in five, mm-hmm. and next year they don't make it to the finals. Giannis needs to ask for a trade. Now, first of all, he shouldn't have signed this contract in the first place. I've been saying that for the last year, year and a half now. Mm-hmm. But Giannis needs to get out of Milwaukee. Because Milwaukee, the thing is that I don't think they can get a number two because any number two is going to want to go to Miami. Any number two is going to want to go to L.A. Any number two is going to go anywhere where it's warm. Nobody wants to come to Milwaukee. That's true. Unfortunately, this is, this is one of them destinations where it's just not a not a draw. It not never, at all. And it never has been, you know, ever. Yeah. I mean, I think people are more inclined to come to Minnesota than they are to Milwaukee only because it's Milwaukee. Like, what is Milwaukee giving you? <laughs> like, I had <laughs> What did you say? What is Wisconsin doing for you lately? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <You're right. No. laughs> it, it's it's it, Wisconsin. <laughs> you can get all the cheese that you want. I, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. He did, yeah. You well, if that gives that gives them another year or as a timetable, then that gives them also another year to to uh, hopefully try to convince. They've only got one more chance to convince Giannis to, that they can build a team around. I was gonna him. say convince some player to bring over here. Like they need a number two guy. They don't have it. You no. Know? And yeah. it, and if somebody comes at me one more time saying that Chris Middleton is a number two. I am literally pulling up this Middleton box score again. Is the sad number two on this team, but he's not a number two. It's he not. That's that. He different. does not have number two talent. Yeah, it flashes here, man. but it he's not flashes. a number two. The... <laughs> oh, his numbers. I mean, he's had some solid games. I'm not gonna sit there and say he don't do anything, but he's not a number I, two. What has he done in the playoffs? He's not a number two. I keep saying, I don't know how many ways I've already cut to the chase. I don't know. Not much, but that, again, that doesn't not mean anything. there are good players who don't play well in the playoffs. They had, that doesn't exist. And, and But that's not what they need. They need good players who play in the playoffs. Like that, I that understand is exactly that. what and, they need. And again, we're talking about Chris Middleton. I mean, when they was saying he was the number two, I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's new. I mean, who, you know, Middleton. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it's been like that ever since. So it, it, it with reason, like, okay, he's not the number two. He's a three or four guy, you know, and he's talented, but he's not that guy. He does not transform Milwaukee's success whatsoever. It's Giannis, and Giannis has been carrying his team by himself, you know, and he has some nice complimentary, comp, comp, complimentary. complimentary <laughs> pieces around him. However, that's not enough. He needs that number two sidekick. He, uh, you know, he needs somebody where he, when he is tired, he can sit I for mean, five damn, minutes. Even he can use a Paul George, and I'm not big on Paul George. Me neither. And but Paul George is a light years from a Chris Middleton. Yes. You know, so sorry, it's just not. I don't think Middleton sucks as a basketball player. He is just not a number two. He is severely over, over overrated. Oh my god, overrated on his team. Overrated in this league, he's not a number two, and if he is, he is ranked thirty in the number twos. You know, because sorry, he's not that guy. Um, and we can, and we're seeing it. And playing Brooklyn, they're only going to expose this more and more. And I'm sorry, these 
I, I, I really believe game two was the elimination game. That was like game five. Yeah. You know, in the in the equivalency of what game five means to a series, that, that was game five. So we'll see, depending on, like, like I said, what happens in game three. But, man, I just the more and more I look at this box score. It's, look, man. It, and I, I'm, I'm going to give you that. It's going to be one of two things. It's a sweep unless they win game three. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They, they only can get one. And if they ain't getting it in game three, they're not getting it at all. Because it's like, if you go down th- 3-0. They are not wasting hell, any time. What, what, yeah, are you really going to go all out? I'm telling this from the Milwaukee standpoint. You're really going to go all out all of a sudden in game no, four? No, you need to go all out now. That's you, what I'm trying you, to say. You, After being down 0-3, I, don't, I just don't believe they're going to all of a sudden muster up enough. And that's what I'm saying. Because if they go all out in game three and they still lose. Right. You're, that's going to be literally the 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 Portland Denver series. Damian Lillard gave everything that he had, and you could tell. I mean, they came out and they played well in Game Six, but still, they were just I I don't have it, man. I tried exactly, and that's <laughs> when you really you know Tatum. He he should you know when fifty just ain't enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like well, with God, how much do you have to score to win? Well, Giannis. It starts at at least forty and twenty rebounds, and then as you just said, ten re- and ten assists. Yeah. You got to do it all. I was saying, I know you can't do it all. Therefore, I was just going with two categories. Where, dude, these eleven rebounds you averaging, that ain't enough, man. You and when you said fifteen, I'm just like, I'm sorry, four extra rebounds, yeah. one extra rebound to get a quarter is not gonna get it. That's why I said it has to be like twenty. You know, you need like nine more. You. His, his, but his impact needs to be so much more significant. Your presence needs to be known. It needs to be felt everywhere. Like I need to see the advanced analytics because I, th- like what you're saying, it, I don't think they're capitalizing on the 11 rebounds that he's already got. It probably not. But I, I, in comparison, I'm looking at the rebounds in general. And okay, he had 11, and and again, and 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 I'm looking at game one. Middleton yeah. had 13. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at game one. Yeah. Um, looking at the at least the game when they had decent stats. You yeah. know? <laughs> and I'm saying, okay, I so you got 13 and 11. And then the next person, Drew Holiday found a way. I don't know how he got nine, but he, you know, he got mm-hmm. nine. And, and then you had Bobby Portis with seven coming yeah. off the bench. I'm just like, damn, Giannis. I mean, come on, 13. I mean, Bobby Portis coming off the bench with seven and you only have 11. Not as impactive as you as you think it is. When people, well, well, he had 34 points. If your scoring is going to take away from the rest of your game, then I'm sorry, I can't even rate you as that guy. Mm-hmm. You can't. You have to be able to do both and still be impactful. And just, again, when you got a Chris Middleton, yeah, he put up 13 Six rebounds, but you only got 13 points. So your two extra rebounds don't really mean much. You know what I'm saying? They don't mm-hmm. even complement each other. Yeah, but when you're also 6 from 23 from the field and 0 for 5 from 3, no, no, and I, 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 that's what I'm speaking to. Yeah. Like, he's working against even Giannis, and this is Giannis' better game, 34 yeah. and 11. What I'm saying is that 34 is nice, but, man, if that 11 was, like, 18, yeah. might be a little different in a, in a, when you lose in a, you know, you lose yeah, by Yeah, seven eight. extra possessions where you have another chance to get another two right. points. And that's yeah. and like, and we're looking at a 115-107 final. That's what I'm saying. Completely different. Yeah. Game two just – Wiped out the entire analysis of that. You know, yeah. it's just like, okay, I said all that just to say, but game two washes it all away. So, 
when it, so uh, yeah, my the analytics I'm looking at is really just breaking his numbers down into how he even impacts this team, even from a quarterback quarter basis, you know, mm-hmm. and just his numbers look good on the on the individual aspect. But when okay, you're going against an opponent, you're in a playoff game, and it's a super team. Come on, let's be real. Where is this? Where what do you really have to be doing out here to even be yeah. in 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 the conversation? I don't even know if forty is enough. You know. Well, because they I'm need just trying to be, I'm trying to be realistic. What I was just going to get at is the fact that, yes, Giannis needs to be 40, 20, and 10. But Chris Middleton also needs to be 25, 25, 10, and 10. Like, exactly. You need to be a real number two. You need to be scoring along mm-hmm. with You need to be play making along with them. And you, I've never seen you do it in the playoffs before, but if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now. And and the thing is, is that it's actually a real possibility because Brooklyn's defense is not that good. No, they and they don't. Yeah, they they don't really play defense. And yeah, they just they just gonna outscore you, you know. And not a brand I least I like, but <laughs> it's it's a it's fact a, of the it's matter. It's enough to beat this team, and it's enough to be successful against yeah. Milwaukee. And because Milwaukee got some holes here, and it's glaring holes i don't know if they went on the cheap or they just you know they found themselves short in in in, in the market of the free agent market where you know well because like i was saying earlier bogdanovich was supposed to be the other guard here and they're got to be feeling the effects of that because yeah um they're running the three ford system right now yeah this that's not working no um <laughs> no because and again, I can't say I like Brook Lopez. Lopez, I, I think he could be utilized on the right, in the right system on the right team. This team is not built right. I don't think Brook Lopez is a he, starter though. That's what I'm saying. Makes him a liability. But yeah. what where the team's skills are, he has to be the starter. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they don't have anybody else. Yeah, sorry, I'm not starting Bobby Portis. No. Um, and Thanasis isn't doesn't have he he's not big enough to start there. Like maybe you put Giannis at the center. You could you could maybe, get is away that, with is that a, is that a, would di- but you don't have enough guards to play small ball like that. Yeah, that's good. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm getting at. But you're gonna start Jeff Teague at the at the two guard. Oh, he he a one. I know he's a one, but. Drew Holiday's a one. No, you got it right. You got to, you got to, you got to run Brian Forbes, which again, that's my question. Who is Brian Forbes? You know, because he's the guy. He, if nothing else, he did double his his stats from game one to game two. If that, if there was any <laughs> shimmering silver lining in anything statistically that was trending up, he doubled his numbers. Would you like to hear what they were? No, <laughs> they, were they were very low. I know, but he did double them. Good for him. He went from five points to ten points. He was shot two for eight, and he went. Then he shot four for six. Very efficient. I don't know what you're talking about, but that is efficient. These are very. They ain't advanced analytics, but they analytics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but is it enough to beat a super team? But he was no. one from five from three. What was he in the game two? Where one from three? I have no idea. Okay. Nothing. No three pointers. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. None of that. Um, no, they. No. He's two for four. I'm just saying, as a team, they're not. They're not. They're not. That three point shooting is not there anyway. It, but you have to shoot threes to keep up with this team. You want to tell me? That? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just getting at a point of. 
now we see why what where one twenty five eighty six comes even without Harden. Yeah. Okay. Why is it twenty to six? Philadelphia over Atlanta. I'm sorry. I just panned over at the screen. It's I, I don't know. I I haven't been able to watch yet. So. Okay. Let's, let's wrap this up because there's not much more that. we can talk about with Milwaukee. Um. Yeah. It's just I I'm disappointed in Milwaukee's play for sure. I I think that that's that's an understatement. Um. And I think everybody else in the country is disappointed with Milwaukee's play. Like you said, it's going to come down to game three. If they win it, they're in this series, and there's a possibility that they can come out of this. If they lose that game, this series is 100% over. There is nothing that they, that this team can do to, to come back to win. Um, so that's all I got from there. Do you have anything else that you want yeah, to touch I got, on? Yeah, I got my new Got That Dog Award. Who's that? Well... I had a couple of people out I, that that was definitely um, up for for um, consideration. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'll say my two runner ups, and then I will give who my um, got that dog award was th- this this particular year. It's my first one that I'm giving out. <laughs> um, so with that, um, my very first runner up. Is actually uh, Trey Young. Um, Whoa! Yeah, I thought he was gonna be the winner of this one. Okay, I thought he was too, <laughs> I, I, but it this it was very hard. But okay, but, I mean, well, you know, he has you know. His well, 30, now I, you with, perked with, my interest. Who the hell is got five and ten? You know, and no, no. When I say you're like, oh, okay, I can see how that is. Yeah, I can see how that is, and 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 and, and it's and it's rightfully so. Um, but he 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 came up just a little bit short. He was he was right there. However, I seen a performance that just eclipsed that, and I, I just had to, um, consi- I had to put that into consideration. Yeah. Um. Um. But my other um runner up, runner up was Dame. Okay. Of course, his 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 fifty. I'll never. I will never disagree with Dame's got that dog in him. You know, and and then he was right there, and it was in this lackluster. You know, y'all follow me. You know, I'm, he charges up the up up the hill alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody's <laughs> going with him. And what happens when he get at the top? He gets shot, and he comes yeah. rolling back down. And everybody just kept watching him. And now your leaders did. <laughs> it was a reenactment scene from Glory. Yeah. Moving though. <laughs> with that being said, that's what happened though. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so. So uh, Damian Lillard was 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 the other runner up, but my number one, um, and he will not be considered any further, and you'll understand why once I say his name. But it goes to Luka Doncic. Okay, Luka was that dude in that Clippers series. Yeah, I didn't know that much about this guy. <laughs> I did not watch the NBA for almost the last three years. I just kept hearing his name. You didn't watch the NBA for the last decade. Really? <laughs> but I just kept hearing his name and, you know, I seen a clip here and there. And I wasn't even impressed. But once I sat back and watched the game and then furthermore started watching the series. I told you. Man, this dude out here. Nasty. Point- Man, this dude out here doing double dribble shot shots just in the corner, just fadeaways out to the three, nothing but net. You know, it's just, you can't even. It's undefensible. You yeah. ain't nothing. I mean, come on, Kawhi, with all your athleticism, two time defensive player of the year, blah blah blah. This this and that, dude, you cannot stop this guy. Not you at can, all. I mean, man, 
Luca's that dude. That's so now you understand why I did not say Trey Young. Yeah, it, it's Luca's been playing insane, and then in a game seven, in a losing effort, he walks out of with what forty six, forty six, forty six points in a losing effort. I'm not even in a bad like exasperated like he just didn't have enough help down no. the stretch, and so. Luca is that got that dog award. Number, my very first official one goes to Luca Dantich, and I do have a question of the day. What's that? So we'll finish it off on that. And this is in 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 the spirit of um, Dame. I just want to throw that out there. Okay. And, and all the things that's going on. And yeah, we didn't really touch on the Blazers his, today. I know, and with his future <laughs> and whether or not he wants to, you know, where where he wants to play. Go ahead. I will say in with before you get to your question of the day, uh-huh. I do want to talk about that very briefly because <laughs> I did say last week that if they didn't make it out of this series, they we need to really consider if Dame needs to move out of Portland. They lost Game Six, and he immediately put up an Instagram post. He put something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was in that press conference and it sounds like he's done with Portland or Portland needs to make some significant cha- changes. Plus Yusuf Nurkic, uh, the center or center power forward over there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asked directly, like, what do you think needs to like, are you thinking about coming back? Cause I think his contract is up and he specifically was like, there's got to be a lot of changes here for me to come back. Like we, we need. There's a lot of work that got that has I to be done. I heard the soundbite. He didn't yeah. sound very like, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, it was direct. It was there was no yeah. sugarcoating it. Yeah, ain't nothing 100, percent but yeah, yeah. Hell, hell of a lot of things gonna have to happen before I leave. Yeah, before I show. Plus, they up. already fired their head coach. So, but that's what I did want to say. That I I very specifically said Dame got to because I was questioning the fact if he was going to be loyal to Portland or if he's going to start. We're going to start seeing those cracks in the armor, and we're seeing it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. And 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 now, yeah, it is a very real thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, your no, question it, of the day. It, 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 <laughs> helps to, it just helps build up the question. Anyway. Yeah, that's why I kind of said it was in light of yeah, in in the spirit of Damon Little, but. Should superstars leave and team up with other superstars or stay and lead their respective teams instead? Hmm. Are we answering that or are we just going to leave that for the fans? Yeah, we can answer right now. But I mean, I'm going to write it. I will put it out in the comments on on YouTube. So I did it for the other And I'll put it up on Twitter as well. Yep. Um, Um, But should superstars leave? And team up with other superstars, or stay and lead their respective teams instead. So, there's a third option that I'm gonna squeeze in here. Go right in. I don't think it's a th- a thing about leaving your team because Giannis needs to leave Milwaukee, and I think that Dame needs to leave Portland. I understand, and but I've it, said it that way. Very is very purposeful. Yeah, because you also like, put on the the caveat into... of bring with no other superstars. Yeah, I'm saying you don't have to go to a team with other superstars. You can just go to an organization that's actually going to build the right team for you. Because Milwaukee clearly can't do it for you. I see it, and I would love to see it. Yeah, that's why I didn't preface it. But that's fine if yeah. you want to say that. And that's because I real think thing. teams, I think players should have every right to do that. But I saw this the other day where people were talking about. Or it was Max Kellerman. He was out here talking about how, oh, KD is going to be looked at in such a different light now that he's got rings and championships, even though uh, everything is 
No, oh, Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, he's got busted in the mouth. <laughs> no, <laughs> he did. Uh, he, yeah. We were talking about KD and his legacy. Now that he has rings, now people are looking at him differently because, yeah, he's got the rings, but also to back up his play. And I'm like, yeah, but I think in five to ten years, or especially after he retires, we're going to look back at this run, especially if he wins this year, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, but he manufactured a ring three times. Twice with the Golden State Warriors and, and once with or at least once with, with Brooklyn. And we already kind of accepted it. It's not even, you know what I'm saying? It's I'm even, looking back at it now, even with the Golden State stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, but you were supposed to win. Like, there's like it wasn't like you actually overcame anything. You were the favorite from day one. Right. As opposed to when you're looking back at Michael, he had to overcome Detroit. And mm-hmm. then you had to run through L.A. And then Portland and all of these other teams that mm-hmm. Utah, Phoenix. you never were the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, I think, what, 96? No, nope. Utah was the favorite in 98. Okay. And the last one, oh, Phoenix was favored in 93. Okay. Whatever. I'm just saying, like, it, it, and, at least all of those were competitive and, and, and close hits. matchups. You're looking they, at, like, were, well, they were we the could see it going either way. As they were the favorites, to, but they were never like, oh, yeah. we were counting out Chicago as a complete underdog. It was just like, oh, if there was ever a year for a team to beat them, it would be this one. But as opposed to we go up against Golden State with uh, the 73-win Warriors, mm-hmm. get KD, now they're going up against the champions in Cleveland, Easy. I'm taking Golden State there. Same thing the next year. Correct. Year after that, they were favorites going up against Toronto, who was another manufactured team overnight in a way. They did have pieces already there, but yeah, still. And just, yeah. Exactly. Signed immediately. I mean, all of a sudden, here you are. Yeah. And with that whole situation, they were favorites to win that, that three years in a row. And if KD was still healthy, they would have. And then same thing with... um. With LeBron himself, everything that happened in Miami, I think that at the end of this, we are going to look back at that once everything is said and done, everybody's retired, and we look back at this in 20 years and be like, that was a horrible time for the NBA. <laughs> yep. I could I could see that. I mean, depending on where, you know, because the, the NBA is ever-evolving. And yeah. the question, obviously, 20 years from now, it has to evolve from there. has to. <laughs> For it to survive. <sighs> For me to survive. <laughs> Gosh. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I I I preference the question that way simply because, you know, one, people have the option to stay, like like a like a Giannis, mm-hmm. or people have the option to go. Like a like a Damian Lillard. Now the question is, what is Damian Lillard gonna do? You know? Because it's, it was it, it was inspired from him. That because his situation is like <laughs> You're in a very unique situation, sir. Where yeah. You, you can stay loyal, and there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. However, these second cities, I like to call, like the Milwaukee's and the yeah. Portland's, you know, unfortunately. The third city, sir. <laughs> yeah. Town. Yeah. <laughs> a township. <laughs> a village. <laughs> a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, just Milwaukee. You know? yeah. <laughs> Gosh, um, you yeah, you have to you know you have to run your your business quite differently. You got to run your organization quite differently because you just you're not 
afforded these these privileges that some of these other markets are allowing allow you. And yeah, we're watching like a good basketball team as a whole, unfortunately, and and uh, inevitably gets exposed in the playoffs. Yeah. And we're seeing it unravel right before our eyes. And I'm like, this is not good basketball. I'm sorry. No. At the most critical time of the season, we're getting the worst basketball ever. You know, <laughs> where give me back to the regular season then, because that's when basketball seems to have decent right now, it, this year. And now, yeah, it's Milwaukee is. <clears throat> I know you're saying another year. No. They it, this has to be addressed in the off season. I, I period. Yeah, I, but not, I, not, I feel not like the next year. I'm yeah. like, I no, I'm saying this, this year it needs to be addressed because oh, if right. they lose next year, oh, I'm not even. That's the thing. It, it you can't run this back. This, this, oh hell no, <laughs> you can't come back with this and be like, okay, we just. I've been saying that about Philadelphia though. Same. I understand. <laughs> uh, at least Philadelphia has two stars. I'll give them that, that. don't work together. But they at least got, got, not one, about Philly. They got <laughs> one that ain't working together as opposed to Giannis and Giannis. Yeah. You know, I will ask you this. Yeah. Picking back off in your question of the day. Mm-hmm. Would you say that teaming up with another superstar would also entail Dallas if he goes to Dallas? That's yeah. a, I think that's a one-two punch as opposed to doing the I need Dame comes over here. We got Luca oh, here I, already. Maybe maybe I'm using. I'll leave it as star. I so, so I would say should a superstar leave and team up with other stars? Okay. Or stay and lead their respective team. Let me leave it at that. In because, that case, I will answer that. Yes, I think they should leave and team up with other stars, because watching this one-man band in Portland. It's fun for a game, but when I'm when I'm looking at a team and I'm looking at a, a dude as great as Damian Lillard in the playoffs, not be able to get it done with his team, I that's not I'm not I'm not interested in watching him this dude fail over and over again because the next best guy on his roster is Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. And, and you and I know I agree, and. I don't. I it's think nothing I, wrong with these rosters. It's just because we the era we in, and it's it's the super team and top heavy. That's what I was gonna say. The, the it's offsetting everything. I think that there's a difference between teaming up with other stars as opposed to teaming up with other superstars and creating a super team. Gotcha. And so I don't like the super team aspect where I'm gonna make sure that I get three, four of my dudes coming over here taking deals that they would never take anywhere else mm-hmm. to come play here as opposed to, hey, we've got this much roster space, this much salary cap space. This is what we can give you, 20 million, 25, mm-hmm. 15, whatever the, the amount is, three-year deal. Get over here. Let's see what we can do in these three years together. Because if, if Dame did that with Dallas, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a super team. I just think that's a really, really good roster. Especially with the role players that they have there. Well, it w- wouldn't go down as a super team because you would have him and Luca, and you had the rest of it. And like I said, I think it'd just be a balanced, a good and there's roster. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And um, it's that like yeah, Damian Lillard goes to the Lakers. No, I'm not Come a fan on. of that. <laughs> Damian Lillard goes to the Clippers. Not a fan of no. that. No. Could he fit there? Sure. You know, Damian Lillard to Phoenix. Because the thing with that, because if you have to balanced. go, if you're going to L. A. 
you have to take a, a basically a veteran's minimum deal to play on that roster. But yeah, to make the cap work. Yeah. But, but you know, when LA, people are doing stuff like that, that's what pisses me off. Yeah, and LA is willing to uphaul the entire roster just to get them on there and reshuffle all the other pieces. And then we'll go them. get all these other pieces because uh, guys yeah. will sign a one year, $1 million deal just so that they can play yeah. on a roster that's going to get them a ring. I don't of, like that. I'm tired of saying yeah. that. It's just, it's, it's killing free agency, it's killing all kind of competitiveness in the yeah. NBA and it's just really just to t- to two or three franchises okay y'all got y'all pick of the litter all throughout the year yeah you got this endless well of players you can go pull from pool of players you can pull from and I'm like I'm just not feeling that so anyway that's where my question came from because it's a very real situation um hopefully this Damian Lillard thing I'm hoping starts to trend the league back to more balance and parity mm-hmm. like it used to be and Hopefully. not just this top heavy competitive, I don't know, and one type AAU style yeah. tournament. And I th- like I said, and we said it earlier, it had its time. I think it's time to move back on or something. Yeah. Like, and it's too much talent in here to just be all concentrated on four different rosters. Exactly. And you got the other 28 just sitting around. Yeah. You know, because Milwaukee is by right, even the context has been this series. They're a good team. Yeah. I, By all means. In comparison now, you've really seen they, they've been exposed. In comparison yeah. to them playing against Brooklyn and this super team. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this team has too many holes. And the fact is, you could you could have been a, a much better team and still be losing, but you wouldn't be losing like this. No. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Let us know what you guys think about these. First of all, the takes. We've had quite a few takes in this episode. What I thought about Kawhi being overrated. Uh, just everything that's happening that? with, with Milwaukee. <laughs> I think just let us know what you're thinking down below. Please leave a comment. Let's have a full uh, open uh, forum discussion about that. Um, plus, answer the question of the day here. Uh, read it back again. Oh, should super should superstars leave and team up with other stars or stay and leave their respective teams instead? Yeah. So answer those down below. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Give your, your take on that. You can either do that right there uh, on YouTube or head over to our Twitter at the underscore square pod and uh, answer the question there. Um, also, please just like, rate, subscribe want to get the show in front of uh, as many people's ears as possible uh so please uh share it with a friend share it with a neighbor uh whoever else may find us a little bit interesting a little bit fun here (laughs) um well we just want to thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys in the next one have a good one